0: Join the guild and secure your ticket to Scottsdale at the best possible price by visiting MaxLawEvents.com.
1: Welcome to the podcast edition of Maximum Growth Live, the number one program for lawyers who want to grow their practices. Each week, our hosts, Seth Price and Jay Ruane tackle the fundamental questions about how to grow the profit and profitability of your law firm. To watch the program live, submit your questions and hear the latest episode. Tune in every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern on Facebook for our live show. Maximum Growth Live is a production of Maximum Lawyer Media.
2: Hello, hello, and welcome to another edition of Maximum Growth Live. I am your host, Jay Ruane, CEO of FirmFlex, as well as Ruane Attorneys here in Connecticut. And with me, as always, is my friend Seth of Blue Shark Digital, as well as Price Benowitz down in the D.C., Maryland, and Virginia area. Today is a special show, and one I know you can come back to multiple times over the next year, and because that means today is our 10 growth hacks for 2021, and I've been waiting for the show for a long time. I said, I know, I've been super excited about this show. I'm getting live. I'm ready to go, getting in my seat, Um, and I know you've been looking at everything that you do, both at Blue Shark and at Price Benowitz, to find some great ideas that we can share to help our viewers and listeners grow with their firm in the next year, but before we get started, Seth. Let's tell some of the new people here today a little bit about our show and our community.
3: For those of you new to Max Growth Live, we're a weekly Facebook show brought to you as part of Maximum Lawyer Media, the home of the Maximum Lawyer podcast. Our show is syndicated on their podcast, as well as a standalone podcast you can subscribe to. We are live two times a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays on our Facebook page covering all sorts of topics about law firm growth, including segments on books you should read, automations and tech you can use, as well as hot seats where we bring lawyers on and help them dig into some of the problems their firms are facing. Maximum Lawyer is the largest podcast for entrepreneurial lawyers with over 250 episodes and one of the most active private free Facebook groups available with thousands of lawyers sharing their moves to make their firms a better practice. Thank you, Jim and Tyson, the founders and owners of Max Law for including us in their community.
2: Okay, so Seth, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick break, hear from some of our sponsors, and when we come back, we're going to share hacks one through four. For growing your firm in 2021
0: hey it's becca here i'm sure you've heard jim and tyson mention the guild on the podcast and in the facebook group the guild is this perfect mix of a community group coaching and a mastermind guild members get so many benefits including weekly live events and discounts to all maximum lawyer events head over to maximumlawyer.com forward slash the guild to check out all the benefits and watch a few testimonials from current members So head to MaximumLawyer.com and click on the Guild page to join us. Now, let's get back to the episode.
2: Okay, Seth, we're back. And here we are with my very first hack to grow your firm in 2021. And it's something that I think a lot of firms can jump into very easily and actually get some results from. And that is find a friend, right? I want you to find a non-competing law firm and share your Facebook pixel with them. Because inevitably, we refer business to our friends, and if you share your Facebook pixel to them, they can then retarget your audience, making those referrals happen so much smoother when you go to refer business to a friend and they say, oh, wait, I've heard about that law firm. So it really makes it simple to be able to build the brand awareness of your referrals people with your own audience. And Seth, this is something that I'd like to do with a number of different firms. You know, my firm does criminal and civil rights. So we're sharing Facebook pixels with a probate firm, with a personal injury firm, so that we can get those people uh, introduced to our network and our audience to make sure that they can succeed when they get our referrals.
3: That's great. I got a question on that, Jay. Would you recommend doing it to synergistic firms? For instance, if you were going to, like, it takes a lot of effort to build these relationships and get it going. For instance, family and trust and estates, a lot of synergy. Criminal and PI. Do you think a little bit of thought should go in before you just randomly put pixels on people's sites?
2: Oh, absolutely. This isn't something that you should just scattershot your pixel around everywhere. Because you want to make sure that they are actually doing the type of marketing that you're going to want to do. And you want to make sure that they are actively doing things to bring people to their website. You don't want to be giving them a uh, a lot of visitors and not getting something in return. So it's something that you have to sort of pay attention to, but it's something that you can really sort of explode your brand awareness of people looking for lawyers if you do it the right way. Gotcha. All right. So Seth, what's your first hack?
3: My first hack, hack number two in our top 10 hacks are shadow days, something I use at Price Benowitz and at Blue Shark. Post-interview, before the person gets an offer, we have them spend a day or at least a half day with our team. The idea is if they're sitting at the job and they're doing the job, it has to be done virtually now, which is why we've shrunk the time down a little bit. But the idea is having them online, having them ideally interact, because what you're looking for is level of interest, questions they're asking. When you give them feedback, are they incorporating it and taking that in? We've made, this has been a game changer for us in our hiring process and our results as far as the number of people that have crapped out soon after the hire have gone down dramatically. So we are huge fans of Shadow Days.
2: Yeah, you know, I actually stole that from you uh, about nine months ago and we brought somebody in pre-COVID thinking that they on paper they looked great got them behind a desk, and they crashed and burned. And somebody who didn't look so great on paperwork, kind of interviewed well, came in and rose to the occasion. And so we were able to make a very clear hiring decision based on somebody actually being in the job. And so thank you for that. It saved me when we were going through all this stress during COVID because we had somebody who we knew we could count on and didn't have to worry about the crash and burn as you transition to a new workplace model.
3: Absolutely. i throw something out from a prior episode on the undercover billionaire. Had they done a shadow day, would they have saved themselves a lot of heartache during those very stressful times out at the rain soaked uh, barbecue fest? So the idea being the person who interviews well is not always the person who's going to do well under pressure. And that's what we love to suss out.
2: Yeah, that's that's really good. Okay, let's get to my second hack, hack number three. And that's something that I really want people to think long term about and that is targeting a cohort and owning that segment of society. So what I want you to do, and this is what I'm gonna explain to I take a few moments. What I want you to do is recognize that there are opportunities for you to grow with people as they age. And one of the things that you can do, amazingly so, with digital media and digital marketing is to carve out a niche among a certain group of people. Maybe you wanna tackle people that are age 20 to 30 Or maybe you have a trust and estates practice and you're looking 40 to 50. What I say is grab that group and age with them. So this year, you're going to target people age 40 to 50. Next year, you're going to be targeting people ages 41 to 51. And be everywhere for this small segment of the population. Don't try to be everything to everybody. Be a very big fish in a very small pond and be there. And of course, if you're doing this, make sure you use age-appropriate pictures in your ads and that sort of thing, and you can really become the, the, the lawyer that this particular age group knows, likes, and trusts.
3: It's funny, This, this, uh, the ADHD in me is kicking me in a direction with this because I'll take that and say, I think that hack is applicable in lawyer networking. I know when I started, I started to network with much older lawyers thinking, hey, they got a ton of business. They could take care of me. What I found was that those lawyers had their own catchment group and it was almost impossible to break into. Again, I'm sure everybody has an example where they have, but that if you are to network with your catchment group, your generation and age with them. I found the ROI on time as far as networking and case referrals was much harder if you it was much easier if you stayed within that finite period rather than sort of you know you know put you know tilting at windmills and going after the mega players. great, not saying you shouldn't do it, but realistically, the success we saw was people staying within that 10 year radius of of their uh, years out of school.
2: I love that. So it's really hack 3A and hack 3B. So we gave right. you two there. Okay, Seth, give us your fourth hack. And then after that, we're going to take a quick break. And then we'll be back with five through, through eight.
3: Hack number four, plant seeds. So those of you who know me know that I love SEO, right? SEO doesn't happen overnight. It takes time. When you first launch a site, it's in a sandbox. It takes forever for Google to recognize the site. I love the idea of every once in a while launching a site. Get it, you know, put it on WordPress. We all love going to GoDaddy and buying domains. That's easy. Just, you know, like, you know, sort of cheaper than like a drug habit, I guess. But buying domains is great. But take one that you realistically think might be something you'd want to do in the future. Not right away, but the best t- pl- time to plant the tree was yesterday. Put the site up. Get, a, get cheap hosting. Get a cheap, you know, WordPress site. Put 10 pages of content. You don't even need a phone number on it. Just let it age. Let Google get used to it. And then one day, when you're sort of like, "Hey, I'm thinking about moving into this," you have an asset ready to go. I'm not pretending that this is going to be worth millions overnight, but it's a lot easier to start with something where it's already been seeded and Google is used to it than if you decide, "Hey, I want to move into this practice area," and you're starting, you know, from you know, from
2: st-
3: no no movement. You're starting in the blocks rather than with a running start.
2: You know, I really love that, and it's one of the things that you know. I, I think you're right. I, I kind of needed a 12-step program for, for buying domain names. Yep. I, at one point, I think I owned about a 1,000 domain names because I would have an idea and I would buy a domain name and then that would that would be it. I would just scratch that itch with buying a domain name and it was getting costly. I mean, we're talking $10,000 a year in renewal fees. For, for just my domain names, I had to call that down and get rid of a lot of bloated expense there. But that's a phenomenal idea to sort of start something up small... And then come back to it in a couple of years. I think you had an example of of a, of a practice where, where you you just happened to stumble upon an old side of yours, right? Tell everybody it, about that.
3: Yeah, sure. Going to the beach this this summer, we were going to a socially distant uh, beach vacation, and we're we're driving around the D.C. Beltway, and you know, f- the sitting there on my phone, my wife is driving, and I Google uh, injury lawyer and. I had forgotten that I had built a, a secondary site. We put so much emphasis into Price Benowitz that we had a secondary specialty site that happened to be based in that that neck of the woods where we had an office. and, All of a sudden, I'm driving around and this thing popped. And I'm like, oh, my God, we have an asset that I had forgotten about. We're going to, you know, took it, put it back on stage and got it cleaned up. And all of a sudden, there's another viable bite at the apple in a competitive market that I never would start today flat-footed. But the fact there's already something in it, I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool.
2: Yeah, you know, it's one of these things. You put multiple lines in the water. uh, At some point, some fish is going to come by and grab onto one of those lines. Uh, and and it's a are- lot
3: cheaper, you know, doing this, right? we We talk about your your habit of buying domains guilty. I finally am thinning out my nonsense domains this year. I felt very empowered. But I feel like it gives you an opportunity, Jay, you I, you know I've given you uh, some flack about it, but you have all these great ideas. It's a limited amount of resources to go in. And if you decide you really want to do it, it's there. But it gives you a way to sort of funnel that energy for an aspirational idea, which you can then, rather than like starting the practice, And figuring out, hey, I really didn't want to be doing it. It gives you time that 45 days, or in this case, I recommend longer, letting it sit nine months and then figuring out, do I still really want to do it? And theoretically, you'll be in a position where if you do, you now have an asset that's worth something.
2: All right. So that was top four, right? We got our first four hacks there. I guess I could say we got 4A and 4B. 4B might be log into your GoDaddy account or wherever you buy your domains and Maybe take them off auto-renew if you're not going to be actually what using we it. we did this year. <laughs> uh,
3: you know. Look, we, and also, well, I'll make it 4C, which is, this is something that I talked about a lot, but that in theory, the Google is reading, they're a registrar, they know how long domains are registered for. <clears throat> I recommend any meaningful domain, at least five years, why not 10, have it locked in. If it's your mothership domain, why is this year to year where you might forget about a credit card and have a crappy admin and lose a domain? You hear about those horror stories, 10 years, ideally five years minimum. It's been said to be a ranking factor. don't know how true that is still, but why not? If it's a possible ranking factor and you want to make sure you don't lose it, maximize it.
2: Oh, I know, I, know, I know firms that generate a million dollars a year uh, off of their digital marketing and have let their domain name, Disappear uh, because nobody was paying attention to it. So great advice. Okay, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll have five, six, seven, and eight our growth hacks for 2021. We'll be right back.
4: In this world today, if you want to grow your business, you want to grow your firm, you want to take on more cases and make a bigger impact, you have to have a digital blueprint. Statistically, throughout the time that we've been working with Blue Shark Digital, our law firm, the Atlanta Divorce Law Group, grew over 1,400%.
2: Seth and his team have years of experience in this area. Blue Shark is truly a part of the firm. So I don't consider Blue Shark any different than the employees in my office. Okay, Seth, we're into the second segment of our 2021 Growth Hacks. And here we go with hack number five. And this is one of mine and one of mine that's been working for a number of friends and myself here in Connecticut. And I want everybody to be able to try it out. And that is creating an Ask a Lawyer group on Facebook, and here's what I mean by that. But a couple months ago, almost a year ago now, I approached a number of people who I regularly refer business to and who regularly refer business to me. We all have different practice areas. I've got personal injury lawyers, probate lawyers, family lawyers, and the like. And so what we did is we decided to combine, create an Ask a Lawyer group, and promote that to the public. Because one of the things that's most difficult for the public to do is actually overcome that hurdle of reaching out to a lawyer and saying, Hey, I have a question I need answered, you know, because they're afraid to do that. They know it's going to be expensive and they don't quite know how to go about it. So we said, let's, you know, you know, the- you know it's
3: so funny, Jay, it, it, this, this tried and true technique. When I first left big law, I went to make my millions in the dot-com bubble. U.S. law had simple, had a very similar chat with a lawyer function. And what I think why you're onto something, not everybody wants to pick up the phone and talk. It's a lower bar that gets people into your funnel, asking questions. Avo's done a great job with it. I love that you're leveraging it with your compatriots in the community.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, really what we did is each one of us threw in a hundred dollars and we, and I think it's what you need to do if you're going to create and ask a lawyer group in your community and it doesn't have to be statewide. It could be in your County. It could be in your city. It could be anywhere. But what we did is. We each threw in a hundred bucks. So we had a thousand dollars. It's a pretty decent budget to spend on social media right. in right. a short amount of time. Uh, and we just promoted our Ask a Lawyer group out there and immediately started getting members in and they started asking questions. And now we're seeing every day hey, who can I talk to about a probate issue? Hey, who can I talk to about a workers' comp issue? And all we're doing is the, all the members are tagging the right lawyer in it. And that's turning into business, paying business to the members of our group. And what we found, not only did we get paying business out of it, we got some promotion stuff because our local lawyer media service picked it up and put it out to everybody. We got a lot of lawyers wanting to join the group because they love the idea, they didn't come up with it on their own. But really what we're able to do is provide a service to the community and allow people who have that one-off question, hey, what do I do about this? What kind of lawyer should I talk to? We're giving them the answers and it's creating a dynamic in the group that people are able, you know, and it's great too, for getting reviews because that simple question you can answer for somebody and you do that and then send them a message saying, Hey, you know, can you give me a review? I'm getting more reviews out of the ask a lawyer group than I am out of some of my paying clients Uh, because because they're happy to do it because I just answered their question and then we were able to move on. So that's a hack that I think everybody can do. Uh, And and as we know, Facebook, you know, the biggest social media platform really got into promoting groups. So it's a great way for you to take advantage of some of the things that Facebook is doing internally to amplify your brand. What's your next? What's your next hack?
3: Number six, always be recruiting. Whether you're a small firm looking to just uh, insulate from the key person leaving or hiring the next person or looking to see, was there a lawyer I can bring in that can cash flow themselves to myself where I'm trying to grow and build, the idea that you're always recruiting, I think is central. You know, I've gotten to the point where I have an in-house recruiter. You may not be there yet, but the idea that you're casting lines into the water to see, hey, can I upgrade? Can I add another person? Because we've talked a lot on the show. When should you add another person? By the time you're sort of underwater, it's too late. You want to have that pipeline of talent. And for many positions I hold, I intentionally plan on attrition. If we have an intake person that's gonna last for two years and we have 12 of them, that means that I need at least one to two people a quarter coming on board. And I think that as you start to look at and be realistic about how long employees stay, we want everybody to stay for life, but if you, as you scale and you have in 10 employees, people will be leaving with some regularity, hopefully not a lot, but the idea that you're recruiting means that you're in a strong position. It also means when somebody sort of comes to you and wants a massive raise, you have leverage, not in a bad way, but in a way that you can stay at market. You know what market is and you also know, hey, there really isn't a lot of talent out here. I better get this person some more money because I need to keep them versus, hey, the market is flush. I don't want to lose people. I don't want turnover, but it gives you an idea of how you should be paying, which I think goes a long way.
2: Yeah, I really like that, and you know, it's I took that uh, from your uh, you know discussion we had months ago, years ago now, uh, and we were able to bring somebody on part time. It quickly morphed into a full time, and actually, we brought them into FirmFlex uh, and actually helped create FirmFlex out of a hire uh, because we were recruiting for something that we thought we needed, and it worked out. And it's continued to grow, and it's growing by leaps and bounds, and it's wonderful. And I think one of the other things that you do if you are always recruiting, is that you're showing the legal community that you're in growth mode. And, you know, there's there's an old saying that uh, families in this country are either rising or they're falling. Right. Uh, and same with law firms. Law firms are either rising or they're falling. And by showing that you're in growth mode by hiring, it allows people to say, oh, well, they're, they're, they're doing something right. Uh, and that helps in your in, in, in just in, in the respect you get in the community.
3: No, absolutely. I'll leave you with one thing. We'll call it six, uh, six B is that when you're recruiting, you know, I know there's a lot of people you put out an ad, they have to FedEx you a letter that's been, you know, written in three different colors to show that they're following directions. That's great. But there's so much serendipity. If you have an ad out for a receptionist and you end up getting a kick ass paralegal. You mean be like, hey, I'm getting close to needing a paralegal. This person looks perfect. We we right now are in the middle of a hiring place where somebody was being recruited as a PI lawyer. They sent in the app their application. we look at the resume. it's screaming family law. We're like pivoting there. And the idea is that happens more than you can believe as you as we've scaled, that people apply for one job. and as long as you have a good team looking at it or yourself looking at it, you're going to be able to identify talent as you did in, with your furflex person that people may be coming in. they need a JOB, but you know where they can fit based on their experience.
2: yeah, it's like it's one of those things where like the college uh, the college recruiter sees the kid, as a wide receiver and not the quarterback that he's played his entire life. And then exactly. he's, next thing you know, he's in college and he's breaking all sorts of records because there's talent there. It just was maybe misapplied or not seen by the right people. Well, or,
3: or like I'll take it the opposite, which is the guy everybody in every rock star in college is coming out as the quarterback. It's the guy who says, okay, you know, you would be on the bench for the next four years as a quarterback, but I can use you here. Cause you're an amazing athlete. You were the best athlete on the field. And that's the sort of yin yang that I love.
2: Yeah, I love it. Okay, next one up. We are going to talk a little bit about a hack that we've actually started using very aggressively here in my office, and it's turning into something that makes a difference to our bottom line, and that is using uh, digital media. So we're taking six-second ads, and we're running them not only on on YouTube, because you can do a six-second unskippable YouTube pre-roll ad. And really six seconds is enough to tell people about your brand and what it is that you do. Uh, if you're just looking to get volume of impressions, you're saying, hey, look, for us, we're speeding ticket lawyers. And that's all people need to know that that lawyer exists and, and I can search and I can find them. But, so we're taking the six second ad and we're running it on YouTube as an unskippable bumper ad. We're also taking that same six second ad and we're running it on Facebook as a video ad. And you say, wow, you could run so much longer as a video ad, why would you just run six seconds? And here's why. The average person watches about five seconds of a Facebook video ad. If you show them a six second ad, chances are they're watching 75, 90 or 100% of that ad. And Facebook rewards ads by pushing them more if people watch more of them. So you're telling Facebook, hey, I've got this ad out here and people are watching 90 to 100% of it. Show this more, please. And Facebook is saying, well, if people are watching 100% of it, it must be engaging people. So what I recommend doing is get a six second ad, run it as an unskippable bumper and also run it as a Facebook ad and build your brand that way.
3: That's awesome. Love it.
2: Yeah. Okay, Seth, what's your next one?
3: Number eight. For me, the the, the challenge is I'm a people person. I go to conferences, I meet people, I take lunch with, you know, people say, hey, you should meet so-and-so, I take a lunch, I'm sitting on the sidelines of soccer games, and I I see parents who work for a law firm, we get to talking. I collect business cards. Here, right sitting at my desk, stacks of people I need to get back to. I counted the other day, I have 17 shoeboxes of business cards. So what is the hack? The hack is, how do you take these contacts and get it so it's systematized using the, the, the J world? How do I take all the people I meet and make sure I stay in touch with them? So I use an assistant at the office, and every time I go to a conference or I meet somebody new, I take a picture of the card or cards, and I send it in. And that there's a protocol that's followed. They're added to my LinkedIn, Facebook, if applicable, added to our newsletter list. And in a perfect world, a personal note is sent out saying, great to meet you with an additional business card that they can then, you know, that that will be right in front of them when they're sitting at their desk is something that I believe about 75% of could be done with overseas virtual assistants. And you got to be careful. Anything you are doing with a personal note, you probably want to be a little more circumspect and have something domestically doing. But the idea being that all the people that you meet, it's great that you meet them, but like dating or any other analogy you want to use, it's do you stay in touch with this person in some way, shape, or form? And so while Jay is trying to to stay top of mind with the general public, to me, this is the way you stay in top of mind of somebody who you've broken bread with, you've spoken to at a cocktail party. How do you make sure the father who does a non-competitive area of law that you meet on the soccer field stays in touch and remembers you. You think a lot of yourself, but what are the odds they're going to remember you when they need you? And that only happens if you're popping up on LinkedIn, if you connect on Facebook, if they're getting your newsletter, those are the touch points. Make sure there's a system in place and not just left to circumstance, happenstance.
2: You know, I really love that. You know how I love systems, but nothing is more of a dagger in the heart then when you run into somebody six months later and they say, "Oh, I had a great referral for you. I sent it to so and so. I forgot to send it to you. I wish I would have remembered." There is nothing that is more heartbreaking than that to me in the context of legal, you know, legal operations. And so your way of systemize systematizing it uh, really, I think, resonates with me. And I'm sitting here thinking this is something that I need to sort of create a system for. Uh, you know, yesterday. Um, so here's what we're going to do next. We're going to take another quick break, hear from our sponsors again. And then when we come back, we're going to wrap up the show. Top 10 growth hacks for 2021. And, uh, let's do that right now, Seth. We'll be back in a few minutes. Uh, and then when we come back, we'll wrap up the show, have a little chat and we'll send people on their way. Sound good? Sounds great. Awesome
4: the lawyers who will succeed in the next decade are the ones who are focusing on building their brands where people meet and there is no place better to build your brand than on social media with the firm flex diy social media plan hundreds of lawyers like you are using social media to build their brand and become the one lawyer in their community that people know like and trust by spending even just five minutes a day on social media marketing you can engage with hundreds or thousands of people in your local community who will need your services. By cultivating a network of followers, you build a book of business that you can market to the next decade and beyond. If you are looking for a solution to help you jumpstart your social media marketing, look no further than the DIY plan at getfirmflex.com. The DIY was created by a small firm lawyer for people just like you, helping you connect with local people online and build your brand and engage people in the topics they want to talk about all for under $100 a month. To find out more, visit GetFirmFlex.com.
2: Okay, Seth, we're back with our last two hacks in our top 10 growth hacks for 2021. And this one falls on my shoulders and here's what it is. I want you to invest more time in video. And by doing this, you're not only gonna be putting video out to your people live on your Facebook page or whatever, but videos that you've used on your YouTube page or just on your website altogether. Invest in software like Restreamio and Scheduler or OneStream Live or whatever it is that you can find to do this and take those videos and push them live on a regular schedule as if your Facebook page is like a TV channel. Facebook has a love of live video and people tune in to live video. It's amazing to me if I go live on my Facebook feed, how many people will pop in and see what I'm doing live, right? There's just something about that little blinking red live thing going on that's getting that gets people to stop what they're doing and pay attention. So you can take pre-recorded videos, videos that you've already set up, evergreen content, and use these services to push them live on a regular schedule. So you can have your Monday morning minute uh, about trust and estates, and you always broadcast the video. And how many of us uh, everywhere have 100, 200 videos that we've put together, or even 10? And just roll them out regularly on a schedule, you know, use a VA to do the scheduling for you so it's not taking up your time, but just put that out there so more and more people see your video, they get used to seeing you talk on camera to them, they feel comfortable with the concepts that you're talking about, you're giving them knowledge, you're being that Johnny or Joni Appleseed, just giving away knowledge, which I think is so important for us as lawyers. And I think it's a way for you to build your brand online very simply, very easily. So that is my last hack for this episode.
3: That's great. Well, my last hack, number 10, is a fundamental, but I think one that's worth repeating, negative keywords for PPC. AdWords are getting more and more expensive. And one of the ways you can get a better ROI is making sure you're not paying for clicks you don't want. So there are basics like pro bono, free information. There are things you can do that can help sculpt your campaign. But looking at what keywords you're you're getting and then having a system a la J in place so that there is a protocol to make sure that you are constantly on a regular systematic basis adding those negative keywords in because without it, PPC is already such a thin margin. And if you're not taking advantage of this very easy to use basic fundamental component, then you're just leaving money on the table and frankly, may not be able to get ROI to continue so that I love PPC when it works and it's going to work a lot better and a lot longer and get you much better ROI if you're taking advantage of adding to negative keywords on an ongoing
2: basis. Absolutely. As I always tell everybody, a negative keyword is a positive thing. And one of the things we're going to, t- I'm going to take this a little further. And something that we did with our negative keywords is we actually went so far as to create lists of all the other states that we don't service. So we have Absolutely. a negative keyword list of 49 other states. Yep. Uh, we took major, the top 100 cities in the country uh, because I don't need somebody typing in Dallas DUI lawyer because they got arrested on a business trip. And winding up with me, right? I mean, Dallas, and they wouldn't have typed in Texas necessarily. So I took all these major metropolitan areas, made that a keyword list. I went so far as to take the top 100 baby names uh, and then took out our lawyers and put those baby names up as uh, as negative lists. You spend more time on your negatives, you will make more positive Absolutely. impacts on your pay- pay-per-click campaign without, without a doubt. Absolutely. Woof. So, I feel like I just ran a marathon. We're going a million miles an hour. But Seth, that is 10 phenomenal hacks that people can use to grow their firm with systems, with marketing, and really accelerate their growth in 2021. And I'm loving what you shared. Some really good stuff in there and stuff that, you know, when you think about it, you need to focus on them to make sure you are doing things uh, the right way. So Seth, let me ask you. I gave you, you know, we didn't talk about these hacks in advance. So what was your favorite hack of mine?
3: Well, I think the hack that I want to do first is the ask a lawyer. And you know what, rather than do what I'll normally do, which is say I'm gonna do it and not do it, I'm retaining FirmFlex. So I expect a retainer in the next 24 hours because I want somebody to put this together for me so that it's done and I don't need to worry about it. It's gonna take time, it's gonna take budget. But if I try to do it myself and add it to my to-do list, may or may not happen, (laughs) it's gonna happen a lot more easily if I can outsource it. So I choose to use FirmFlex and uh, can't wait to see the proposal.
2: Awesome. So for me, um, you know my love of systems. And I think for me, the best hack that I'm gonna implement and I'm gonna implement it before I even leave the office today is go through and create a system for post-contact follow-ups. And one of the things that we've been doing is we actually take our, took our CRM and we're integrating into it now, uh, the API for a company called Handwritten uh, and Handwritten sends uh, handwritten notes out to people uh, by way of an API so you can automate that. Uh, and so what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to sit down, go to my whiteboard and flesh out my follow-up system for n- retaining contact with people over time. And I think that's something that's going to prove dividends in the future. And that's going to be really my focus for 2021. It's really reconnecting and staying connected with the people that I meet. Because I've met hundreds of thousands of lawyers over the years, uh, and there are great opportunities for me to develop Referral relationships with people that I have just left by the wayside. I know I have. And I kick myself. I open up my drawer. I'll see lists. I'll see business cards of people. I never followed up. I should have. So you telling me to get a system in place is what's motivating me uh, to get this done. Um, So that's what it is. And I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I actually have another hack. But I can't do it right now because we are running out of time. So. One more hack from me is going to come on next Tuesday's show. Seth, do you have another hack that you can give on Tuesday?
3: I'll, I'll find another hack. We All have right. two or three that didn't make the cut, so we'll find another okay. great one.
2: So I have one more that I want to talk about. Uh, and, I, you know, I, I kind of want to give it now, but I kind of want to get people to come tune into the show on Tuesday. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to do two more hacks for y'all on Tuesday in our next show. So I want to make sure that you head over now. Make sure that you like our page, Maximum Growth Live. Make sure that you subscribe to get the updates so that you can always be known what's going on and when we go live. Uh, It's gonna be great stuff that you can use, I am sure. But for now, we are gonna sign off with this edition of Maximum Growth Live. I am Jay Ruane. He is Seth Price. I am Firmflex. He is Blue Shark Digital. And we are here to help you grow your firm in 2021. Be sure to tune in every week on Tuesday and Thursday for our live Facebook shows. Make sure you listen on the go through the Maximum Lawyer podcast where we are syndicated. So thank you to everybody for being here today. We look forward to seeing you on another edition of Maximum Growth Live. Bye for now.
1: Thank you for listening to Maximum Growth Live.